0: Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with Alex King and Daniel Mangana. Today is Tuesday, June the 9th, 2020. It's 4 p.m. New York time and wherever you are in the world, thank you for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy. And as I mentioned to listeners yesterday and I'm letting Daniel and Alex know today, I'm really happy with my new microphone. I'm hoping everybody can understand my words a little bit more clearly now because I know I can't want to play it back, so I know it's better. Yeah. But uh, I'm loving it. It's good. Now, the only downside today is my Mac decided – my Mac is where I um, pay attention to what's going on in the live stream, and it decided about five minutes before we got on to um, do a complete operating system update. So I can't see the live stream Um, Now, Alex is going to try to connect in. I don't know how that computer is coming along there, Alex, but Alex is going to try to monitor. It's slow, but
1: coming. It's It's
0: slow, but coming. Okay. So, we won't be able to uh, respond immediately to anyone who's listening on the live stream, but as soon as Alex has that computer up and running, we will be able to see what you are typing and sharing because we want to be able to share what you're doing. So, guys, how you doing? I think I'm pretty much there. And Daniel, you're going to connect in too? Okay, good. So, we'll have two people monitoring. That will be good. Yeah. All I've right. got it. I am live. He is live. All right. There we and go. Just
2: really weird. So am I. Yeah, there's a lot. Okay, of weird I'm stuff. gonna come off because this is—it's freaking me out. <laughs> see the past.
1: Yeah, that does freak me out. You get you to gotta, you gotta mute yourself and then just lower everything to the light. No, screen. but I could see the
0: past. It's yeah. really, really weird. It's very strange. Yeah, you get that twenty, thirty-second delay to kind of throw you off a little bit. That's okay. We get used to it. And, you know... Like a matrix-led like deja vu. Okay.
3: <laughs>
0: and this kind of ties in with what I had in mind for a topic. I, I didn't really have a real, you know, definite topic in mind, but just kind of a general one. Because of all the craziness that's going on, I figured why not talk about how to maintain high vibe in the midst of chaos and crisis. Because okay. I mean, right now we've got a lot of that going on. Um, now, there are people who have regular amounts of chaos and crisis in their lives. So this is a, a topic that I think actually can go beyond what's going today. I mean, certainly anyone who's dealt with situations where they're living in or working in or dealing with stuff that they don't like on an ongoing basis can identify with the topic, I would think. Um, but I just wanted to ask you guys what, you're, what you guys do in order to stay in that high vibration, because I know you guys are high vibe. I mean, you're experts at it. You're really good at it. Plus, you know, Alex colors her hair to show that she's high vibe. I mean, she has a visual to go along with it. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, I'll go to you first, Alex. What's your favorite way to stay high vibe in the midst of craziness?
1: Changing something that I want to change. Oh. So, like, uh, being in charge of something. So, like, rearranging a room Uh or just organizing in general or, uh, or changing my hair.
0: Which you do very nicely, and often enough that it really, you know, shakes things up every time.
1: Yep, it does. I
0: mean, <laughs> this, this purple and blue to purple thing for a while now, and I, I've really gotten to like it. It's good.
1: Oh, thanks. I like <laughs> really, it.
0: Really, seriously. I mean, it goes with the <laughs> headphones first of all. Thanks. I mean, you know, it matches your your unicorn theme. But they're, they're, it does. It's just colorful. Really colorful.
1: I yeah, you know, I like to branch out there before I'm too old to do it, which I don't think will be ever.
0: Well, actually, I think you're probably doing it at the right time because that used to be a cliche when I was growing up. Women who were very elderly with blue hair because of the way <laughs> the hair dyes work.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was see, no purple shampoo back then.
0: No, no. I mean, see, your blue hair dye is blue by design. Theirs is blue by accident.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's,
2: a, it's a black accident. It's or a black blue accident. accident.
0: A blue, student. blue, student.
2: <laughs> yeah, blue With
0: a little purple sedent in there too.
2: Yeah, yeah. purplecident.
0: So okay, how about you, Daniel? what's your What's your best way to stay high vibe when you're dealing with stuff going on that you don't like? Not that you get all that much when you live in paradise. I mean, I, it's, it's I tough don't to be upset um, when you're living on the beach.
2: When things go wrong, I recognize I'm just playing out a soul contract, and so I don't do anything about it. Huh? I I recognize that there's nothing I, I should do because everything is perfect regardless. And so I stay in my bubble of reality and allow all of that stuff to just be regardless.
0: I don't set intentions. I just go with the flow.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: He's doing his Timothy Leary this morning. I mean...
1: <laughs> I smell... I smell your facetiousness.
0: <laughs> really? All the way
1: across the country.
0: <laughs> you do? That wasn't my intention.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh,
0: oh. Am I going to have to get I out the rim shot? I uh, see what you here? did
1: there. I
2: see. <laughs> that is what we do. Now, obviously, um first thing that's nice is just to catch. Catch it. And then uh, look for the advantage of the situation. And if I can't directly find an advantage immediately in the in the moment, then I look for my well, at least blah blah blah. So if it's really bad, I look for how it could have been worse and say, well, at least it's not that, and that gives me a point of appreciation.
1: Mm. I do that too. Walt told me not to. I did. Yeah, I I said. I forget where I was. I was coming home from the hospital one day and I was complaining about everything that was wrong with me. And you, and then I said at the end, but at least it's not cancer. And you were like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I don't necessarily jump from things to cancer. But I <laughs> well, I, I was already <laughs> at
1: the hospital and I had, there was a list long list of things wrong, but at least it wasn't cancer.
2: I just look for the step beyond. I don't do the cancer jump. I'm sorry. I don't. I would walk here. I don't do the cancer jump. Well, I, I take it
1: as thing. what's the worst thing that could have possibly came out of this situation?
2: Uh, that's at least it's not really that dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's <so different. laughs> I just I just I, I just I just look a step beyond. So like you know, I, I was late. Well, at least I wasn't an hour late, and the traffic was clean. Or oh, okay, you know,
1: so yeah, you take like mini pivot. Ariana hurt like herself.
2: Yeah, like yeah, yeah. That's a cancer jump. Wow.
1: Hashtag cancer jump.
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I look. Really, I look for like the whatever the the pivot right beyond it is. So yeah, that's those are some examples. Yeah, or, like you know, I was I was walking up the stairs once to my roof,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: for some reason I didn't realize I had my pajamas on backwards, <laughs> and it. It limited my legs and then I fell over and broke the glass. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. I was there. I'm just having a visual. i like, why were my pajamas on backwards? I had screen. I had a tail. Why did I not notice that I had a tail? I don't understand what happened. But, like, I went to walk, and it just didn't work. <laughs> and I just went, <laughs> on my face. I and can't so like, breathe. My, oh, my God. My, my, my pivot there was, well, A, I wasn't carrying Ariana. Yep. B, I wasn't injured. deep I mean, I hurt my leg, but I wasn't deeply injured. So, like, that's what, you know, it's like, oh, oof, fell lot of don't have cancer. Like, it's a little bit Oh
0: my God.
3: I, can't. <laughs> yeah.
0: oh. I think you found yeah. another way to uh, to deal with the, the craziness too and that is to find a really really funny way to tell the story because humor is a wonderful yeah. way to break through yeah you oh, have to be what, able to what,
2: laugh what about the situation I later mm-hmm. I mean well, I'd like to find a reason to laugh in the now if I can find a reason to laugh in the now which doesn't help um, if oh, I have a disagreement and I find no. it, funny. I,
3: it does not yeah
0: no. Timing is everything. Not... Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's
3: it.
0: Okay, so I'm, I think I will steer away from that one just to be safe.
2: <laughs> 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 what about you, Will? What's your, what's your thing to
0: do? Oh, I mean, I, I've given this answer so many times lately that it feels redundant, but I do a podcast. hmm mm-hmm. Seriously, yeah. five days a week, it's it's very, very difficult to stay in any kind of a funk when you do a five-day-a-week podcast on your Daily Dose of Happy. It's, it's almost mm-hmm. impossible. So that's my mm-hmm. go-to. But Saturdays and Sundays, I don't always have that option. So then I have to be a little more creative. But this time of year, it's not hard to be creative. I mean, it's gorgeous out there. The weather's been absolutely idyllic. You know, mm-hmm. I mean... Louise and I got out for a bike ride over the weekend. Now it wasn't—I can't honestly say it was completely idyllic because she had a couple spills and injured her knee. Ooh, that wasn't so mm-hmm. good. But the, the really good news—I would say Alex. She, she what? was. So, what's that? What was I not I was supposed,
1: supposed to say? Alex. Okay. I missed it. You know what? Too many dad jokes. He's got to get canceled. I can't. <laughs>
2: Sorry, it was it was meant to be a full stop on the on the flow. Yeah,
1: no. It was well, like gross. she may have fallen, but at least it's not cancer. <laughs> oh, no.
0: This is true. <laughs> <laughs> and at least she was able to get up and say, "You, you know, I, I, let's go on with the ride." I mean, she could easily mm-hmm. have given up at that point, and she said, yeah. No, you know, I'm way. up for riding." I mean, her knee was screaming, but no, she was out for it. So. You know.
1: Yeah, that, that would have been me. I would have been like, no, nah, I'm out. I'm turning back. I'll see you later.
0: Well, we did turn back. I mean, because, <sighs> you know, we were like yep. you know, eight miles out, so you kind of have to come back. But
1: um, Oh, well, yeah.
0: Yeah. But, <laughs> you yeah, know, we got back okay, you know, despite a couple of little spills there. But, um, hey, we learned two things out of it. The first thing is she's not – as young as she was, so it's probably not a good idea to try to reach for the water bottle while, she, while she's riding the bike and drink from the water bottle. She mm. should probably stop.
1: Multitasking is not her thing on a bike.
0: Yeah. And uh, you know how, um, especially when you're a kid, you, you you get on a bike by putting your your left foot on the pedal and kind of riding side saddle and then you're throwing your leg over or through yeah. either way. She, probably, she found that's probably not a good idea for her to do either.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you learn things, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. You live and you learn.
0: Yeah. I mean, th- that, that's a great thing to do when you're a kid. And um, when you're a little bit older, you, know, you take some precautions. Yeah. So just to be safe.
1: Well, you have me nervous now because you and Kenny are going to get into rollerblading.
0: Wear a helmet, wear guards, and you'll be fine.
1: You know, rollerblading as a kid, I did not wear those things. So, yeah, I didn't even think to get those. <laughs>
0: Maybe you want to think about that.
1: <laughs> Maybe I have to go back online. That's what I have to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because you certainly uh, want to yeah. get out. I mean, first of all, I'm really glad and impressed that you want to go out and go rollerblading. I think that's fabulous.
1: I'm just going around the cul-de-sac and coming back.
0: <laughs> hey, that's. I'll take that. All you know, right. For somebody who is a perpetual recluse, this is a major step forward. I like it.
1: Very true. Very true. Yeah.
0: So that's good stuff. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, I don't have much more to go with that topic, and it's all I had, so we can just freeform it from here.
1: <laughs> well, I had a question posed to me today. Oh. And it was for you two to answer. Okay. And then I will give my opinion. Now, let me see if I can phrase this correctly. I don't want to make it confusing. Okay. So if you're into law of attraction, you're basically saying that the universe brings things your way, whatever you're manifesting. So how do we feel about someone coming back into our lives, let's say about 10 years later after you had let them go out of your life?
0: Are we acknowledging that we manifested or are we resisting that idea? Acknowledging. We're acknowledging it. Okay. I guess my first question is what's the payoff for acknowledging, for um, manifesting that person back? Mm. Because there's always a background payoff. It may not be something that you want to announce to the world in general, but there's usually Mm -hmm. something that makes you want to manifest it. Otherwise, you wouldn't have manifested it.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What if you're manifesting based on the history, based on the good times?
0: Okay. So so there was a a payoff in the sense that you were kind of hoping to recreate those good times that happened. Mm
1: -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. Well, you know, that's a legitimate payoff.
1: Okay. Okay. Daniel?
0: Um, we experience
2: what we're vibrating vibrational match to at the time. Okay. So we're either matching that person and elevating the frequency or we revert it back to the frequency that we were operating at 10 years before because the same person can show up in a different way.
0: Mm. I mean, it's really so not any got, different. Oh, I'm sorry.
2: No, all I was just saying, I've, I've got friends that I've known for 20 years and they're not the same person that they are today. Different experiences. That I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if I come, if we bump back into each other, we've got to look at um, the truth, which is that we're both operating at the same frequency, regardless of what that frequency is. We're mm-hmm. operating at the same frequency, because that's mm-hmm. that's what matters.
0: Yeah.
1: Interesting. Okay.
3: I, I was
0: going to add that uh, you know when when you're bringing somebody back, it's really no different from attracting or manifesting anything else into your life whether it's Mm -hmm. conscious or unconscious Mm -hmm. because let's let's assume for the sake of discussion that it was unconscious you you weren't really i mean you kind of did but you weren't really aware of yeah that's what i was actually trying to do is bring this person back Mm -hmm. well you still have the same option as you do with anything else it's an opportunity you're you're basically in contrast at that point Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking mm-hmm. about somebody that you put behind you, now they're back. So there's some, there was something there that made you want to put them behind you. And it didn't have to be bad. It was just something that you didn't really need or want anymore. Mm-hmm. So once again, you're back on the contrast. And, and the contrast is saying to you, do you want this? Do you like mm-hmm. this? You can either answer yeah. yes or you can answer no. If you answer yes, then bring it on. Mm-hmm. You answer no, and if it's no, then okay, what do you want instead? It, it's the same thing. It's, yeah. not, like, it's mm. not like bringing somebody back is locking you into anything. Mm-hmm. It's just one more opportunity to decide, do I like this? Do I not like this?
2: And contrast is still a manifestation.
0: The manner, the means, the nature, the taste
2: and flavor of that contrast is still a matter of where we're at. We can only experience, even in contrast, what raw vibration matches. Right. So it still comes down to you match them and that's why you got it whether you match them because you fear it, you match them because you had a thought of missing them, and because you've had experience with them before, the belief system is open for you to be able to experience them, so that manifestation shows up really quickly. I had that once. I was walking through King's Cross St. Pancras Station. God, I can't remember how many years ago this was. Hmm. Uh, I was having lunch with my friend, and uh, as I was leaving the station, my ex went up the escalator. Oh. Yeah, it's one of the two or so that I don't actually talk to and um, mm-hmm. have like any pleasant treat for but she saw me I saw her and she just sort of pretended she didn't see all of the way. but it was just monitoring at some point mm-hmm. maybe there was something running maybe I was in, in an, an emotional experience at the moment at that moment that matched one that I'd shared with that particular person who knows but regardless of what it was in that complex density of vibrational of, of Things that make up vibration alignment, there was enough of one to have that experience. But like what said, so well, You don't have to keep it. Voice from there
0: That's the point. In fact, the way that that manifestation happened, I mean, she was close enough that you could see her, but she was fairly far away, so it was a fairly remote cool. connection. And and it almost sounds mm-hmm. like that, whatever your vibration was leading up to that, it was more along the lines of you know a little dabbling of curiosity there was no real desire to reconnect so mm. life gave you an example that matched that
2: i had i had another similar situation i was in new york and a girl that i dated in london who was english we bump into each other on a street in new york this was like well, three four years ago four years ago she was mm-hmm. walking along and then i hear my name getting called out and it just so happened she had bit she um, was the guy that she was dating was in Portland, Maine and she literally just got off a bus from Portland, Maine was walking through Manhattan mm. saw me from the distance and then we ended up having a cup, a cup of hot chocolate mm. completely random yeah. Kudos on the hot chocolate and not coffee. coffee
1: it's so cliche
2: <laughs> what can I say? I don't drink coffee
1: neither do I, good for you <laughs> thank,
2: thank you. you
0: and I like hot chocolate what are your thoughts on it? What on
1: the yeah. I'm a little too close to the situation to say what my thoughts are.
0: We'll make it more generalized.
1: More generalized? Your exes are your exes for a reason.
0: So when you draw a line, wow. you draw a line. In the sand. <laughs> In the sand. <laughs> <laughs> Sands can move. Is that the idea?
1: <laughs> Sands can't move. Nope. It's, it was struck by lightning. It is now glass. Ah. It's a glass line. <laughs> uh, so, so that's a
0: pretty firm line. then. Wow.
1: It's firm, yeah. Like there's a reason you let them, you let them go. If you wanted to keep them in your life, whether, wherever the vibrational match was that they were there for. Okay, great. Reason season. Um, Do I think they need to come back? Maybe you need another, another hit with a two by four. So that's what they're there for. I don't know, but uh, it's, a, it's a tough it's Don't. a tough situation <laughs> it's a tough situation because it very well could be like you guys grew apart and and then you needed to hit certain milestones in your lives and then come back together it could be that or it could be hey you're not at your vibrational high right now and here's a little there's a little lesson in, in season why.
2: i i'm smelling what? some context here alex i'm smelling some context that this person's looking for justification Yep. to get back with this person. Yep,
1: definitely. Or well,
2: there's that's evidence good. for every theory. Then they desired it. They desired it, and that's the manifestation of their desire. Yeah, this I think that's true. goes back to my, <laughs> facetious, my facetious, comments at the beginning of the show: that oh, you know, everything is perfect, and this is the universe's gift. Is it really, bro? Is it really? <laughs> really? Is it really? <laughs> is it really, bro? But yeah, yeah. they're in, the, they're in the, they're in that camp that we spoke about last week that I don't really you know we're in different camps so to speak. So if that person desires that person back in their life, then that that desires be made manifest and they've got what they've successfully manifested. They've used the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. But the law of attraction doesn't speak to the quality of what we're attracting. And it doesn't speak to and it doesn't speak to what that we, which we are attracting has in store for us going forward because we can attract something that's not for our highest and greatest good.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: If we haven't set that intention and holding the frequency for highest and greatest good, if I have a self-sabotaging, self-destructive frequency, then my manifestation is for my highest and greatest good.
3: Mm.
2: And I can claim something as being for my highest and greatest good, like a destructive relationship or a disempowered relationship. I've manifested it, but that doesn't mean that it's good for me. Mm-hmm. But then everything is good for us at a cosmic level because we have the opportunity to experience yeah. manifesting and going back to something that's not good for us. So I just spoke with my friend David. He's a he's a, a channel actor. I'm going to introduce you to him on the show. And he was just talking about his concept now zooming out and zooming back in. Really? The whole highest and greatest good, everything's from my good. You zoomed out and seen it from a, a higher level. But we have to come in and experience it. The spiritual bypass is really is when you zoom out and don't zoom back in again. But we're still having the human experience. It does have the contrast. It does have the choices to be made. It does have the intentions to be set in order to navigate life. Versus, I'm zooming out, and this is for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. at a level, of, at a level. But in terms of your three-dimensional experience, bro, stop. Mm-hmm.
0: The That's zooming kind of in, zooming out it. thing is a is a wild thing to kind of imagine for a while. Yeah, How- it is. I'll give you kind of a a, a dark side. If you see a film of a traffic accident from 10,000 feet up, it looks like two cars just kind of bumped into each other. Mm. But if you're in the traffic accident, it's a lot worse than that. Yeah. The perspective is quite different. Mm. And similarly, on the more positive, happier side, if you see two people meeting who are falling in love from a distance, it's just... There's just two people there. Mm-hmm. You don't really see much, but if you see up close, you see you know how their their body language is, or what they're saying to each other, or whatever. It's an entirely different experience. That
3: mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. perspective is an interesting one because I think what happens is now your your buddy is out. It sounds like he's thinking kind of in a spiritual sense that might be taking on overtones so that I'm not thinking of here, but just from the perspective of purely seeing a an event of some kind from a great distance away there's a lot of detail kind of missing that we don't really yeah. see from that far away that you can really True. only experience when you when you're in it when you're part of it mm-hmm. i'm kind of curious to see what your mm-hmm. friend would have to say about that
1: same <laughs> i wouldn't know but um they i assume oh hold on josephine is uh talking talk oh okay on this.
0: Get the, get the comments from Josephine. But by all means, Daniel, do bring him on. I mean, the guy sounds interesting. Yeah, they, do, they zoom out to him sounds cool.
2: Great. He's really cool. Um, he's got a really, really great book as well um, that speaks about his experience coming into being the conscious Channel. He's really cool. He does some really cool stuff. And, oh, I was about to say, you maybe see me share some of this stuff on Instagram. But I don't think either of you are really particularly interested active but he's really really cool David Strickle um channel something called the stream it's like a great mix a great midpoint between the Abraham stuff uh-huh. and the more hands-on channel point. it's like really there in the middle I think you'll really like it actually. sounds cool sounds like fun. Bring yeah, I'll read, I'll read.
3: Uh, Josephine said
1: make yes make a note Florence Shovel Shin has a great story of a client manifesting a specific person in her book, The Game of Life and How to Play It.
0: Florence Shovel She's fabulous. That is, that is crazy good book. Mm. Is
1: it? I've Congrats heard.
0: to you. It's good. It's
2: really, really good. Your word is your one. I use a lot of uh, um, affirmations and intentions even till now. That, I, even in my, um, my abundance visualization, I use some of the Florence stuff. In there. Okay. It's really powerful stuff.
0: Yeah, Florence Scovel is one of Cindy's favorite people too. She just absolutely loves her work. I think she puts her in like the top three of all of the uh, the teachers wow. that she admires the most. Yeah, yeah. And we actually talked about some of her stuff. I think we actually did a partial review of that particular book, and really mm-hmm. interesting stuff, especially considering how far back she was writing. Because she was writing back in the early 20th century. I mean, quite a ways back. So, yeah. It was interesting because of oh, the perspective from that time. And it was also interesting because you don't get a lot of female writers writing about this topic, particularly in that era. So that was no. really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really
2: cool. Very very cool. hands-on. She talks about doing. She talks about the power of words. I love that stuff. Real sona um throat, chakra, magic. I like it. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's a good quote, Josie. Really good. Okay. So did we answer the question to your I friend's think sufficiently?
1: I think so. Oh. Hold on, Josephine said something else. Uh oh. A woman came to me in deep distress. The man she loved had left her for another woman. He said he never intended to marry her. She was torn with jealousy and resentment and said she hoped he would. Oh, she's quoting the book. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, okay. Yes, I do think uh, you guys answered the question. In its entirety. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hopefully to the satisfaction of your friend. Hopefully. We Hopefully.
1: We to will see. Yeah. They will watch this playback. Yeah. and.
2: Can I can I ask a question? Of course. So what if they don't want to change? and they're happy with that manifestation and start to create reasons why their viewpoint is correct? Mm. What do you do then?
1: I will be here when the chips fall or they may. It's
2: a, a
3: text message.
0: You could be a true friend then. I no try. matter what the situation <laughs> is, you just accept it and help us whatever way you can.
1: Yes, yeah. exactly. That feels
0: good. That's kind of what we were talking about during yesterday's show, actually. The the topic was compassion. And that, that's compassion.
1: Ah, uh-huh. have well, compassion.
0: There are actually two definitions. I don't know. I didn't know that. Did you guys know there are like two different definitions? There's a Western definition and an Eastern definition?
1: I did not. Do tell. I, I want to know what they
2: play the song, though.
0: Well, the Western definition, if you look at the etymology, the origins of the word passion, it derives from, I think it's ecclesiastical Latin. It stands for um, being with suffering or with the sufferer. So it's suffering with somebody else. Okay. But the Eastern version, and this is partly because of differences in language um, between the West and East. So people who are translating early on, Originally decided to call it compassion, but later on found out that compassion, the way Westerners mean it is different from what um, these Buddhist monks were trying to convey. So that it's since been turned into loving kindness. So their idea of, of what we are labeling compassion is loving kindness rather than suffering with somebody. And th- it's a pretty big distinction. As I like
1: the, I like the loving kindness better.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a higher, much higher vibe. Yeah. You know? So it's going to be a very different experience
1: yeah i don't I don't know about this with the sufferer in business,
0: <laughs> but that's what the Western version is and that's why it can be confusing I mean because people can use the word in different ways that are dramatically
1: different yeah clearly
0: yeah Yvonne yeah. was telling us about it yesterday she also mm-hmm. was pointing out that um when you're working with the Eastern version, the loving kindness compassion idea interweaves with wisdom so as you Um, experience and express compassion for somebody, um, both you and the somebody you're you're trying to assist, learn from experiences that creates wisdom, which leads to more opportunities for compassion and becomes an endless cycle kind of a thing. Interesting stuff. All right.
1: I'll look at the new thing I learned today.
0: Well, we've been learning all kinds of stuff. In the midst of all the craziness that's been going on, I like all the different things we have been learning, that we've been exploring, different ways Mm -hmm. to feel better, different ways to get into that better space and stay there. Um, and I'm, I'm hopeful that listeners do it as much as we do, that, that they actually get into doing this in their lives. I think they do. I mean, the feedback that we get suggests that. Um, but I just, I like the idea of, I don't know, kind of being maverick. Because in a time like this, uh, there's a lot of, we'll label it negative stuff going around. And to find mm-hmm. a way to stay in, in a good feeling space in the midst of all that, that's pretty powerful. I mean, that indicates people who have really taken the time to learn how to shift their vibration in the midst of times when it's not comfortable, when the vibration right. isn't feeling good. And when everybody else may be kind of falling apart around them, but not them. Mm-hmm. That's, that's true power. That's, that's the best power you can have.
1: Another thing you could do, uh, take a break from Facebook.
0: No kidding. <laughs> no kidding.
1: They have that button option for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I got so fed up with Facebook the other day. I was just like, there's like, it was one thing with the pandemic and then another thing with George Floyd, but the combination and the, I can't, I can't even. I, I, I was like, I'm done. I just threw my phone down and I'm like, I'm taking the day off. And, mm-hmm. and it turned into a couple of days.
0: Yeah. It's healthy. It's healthy to yeah. get away from it. it. I think it comes down to knowing your own state, your own vibration, you know, where you are, mm-hmm. and asking yourself, can I maintain the vibration I need in order to deal with this stuff? Because if I can't, that's a good time to turn it off.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Especially considering that's the only way I get my news. So, I'm good. <laughs>
0: So yep. Cut off the news source. We don't need that stuff.
1: Yep. <laughs> cut it all out. Except I did run across a really nice post. My hometown had a very peaceful protest where the, and they were hugging the police and Aww. the police were kneeling and it was, everything was great and people were crying. It was fantastic. So I did post that, but other than that, I've been off the engine.
0: <laughs> That's great though. That, that provides a counterbalance. That's yeah. There, there are good things happening.
1: Yeah, there are towns that are setting examples for yeah. you know how things should be.
0: Yeah,
2: there's I a lot of people out. that are upset about the kneeling. The, the kneeling.
1: We can't take a knee for anything without getting in trouble. What now? <laughs> <laughs> First, it was hate against the military, and now it's okay. So, what's the problem with kneeling now?
2: Uh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to kneel to someone. Oh, people shouldn't be kneeling. Blah 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 all that sort of stuff
1: oh mm, well Pop, mm.
2: poppycock really
1: yeah yeah if you want to kneel you will you can kneel if you don't want to kneel that's the greatness of being in the u.s
0: <laughs> yeah there are advantages no yeah. doubt yeah you don't
1: have to do poppycock, what everybody poppycock. else is doing
2: <laughs> definitely not poppycock
1: yeah yeah i hear that hashtag poppycock
0: that also points to something else, too. It, it's very easy in the midst of craziness to think that the craziness is everywhere. But usually craziness is actually fairly localized. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it, 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 well, that's another kind of craziness. <laughs> I mean, there's crazy and then there's crazy. Let's be perfectly blunt here. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: <laughs>
2: Did anyone remember where that was from? Why uh, so serious? serious. Uh, Why so
1: serious? Wait, I have the visual of the person saying it in my head. Was it a joker? <laughs> <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. okay.
2: <laughs> Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger Joker.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I haven't seen any of them. I just had the visual of those words being spoken in my head.
2: You didn't see the the the, the Christian Bale Batman?
1: Series? No. no. I, I
2: thought sure... that was one of the best Batman films series of all time. Mm.
1: Yeah, I'm more Marvel than DC, so I don't really follow the Batman. I'm I'm more and...
2: I'm more neither. But that was a very well done. The Nolan brothers did it, and they make a good movie. Okay that's fair enough you're not gonna watch it <laughs> are you guys uh-uh
1: no no, <laughs> no. <laughs> at least i don't lie to oh. you
2: <laughs> thank you but on on this topic which is actually relevant to our topicing of late so i've been watching series three of westworld as my my downtime mm. and there's been this whole underlying narrative about what's really about reality and consciousness and the meaning of things being real and being lied to about the reality that you're witnessing and creating a reality, which I found to be a very interesting narrative.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting, how?
2: Because it's basically the, the artificial intelligence. Some of the artificial intelligence, I don't want to ruin it for people that haven't watched anything, but some... I'm going to have to ruin it. Sorry, guys. It's yes. time for spoiler. spoiler alert <laughs> Hey, uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, so well, I should probably put this in your uh, your group, Alex. Yep. You um, should. So some of the artificial intelligence escapes the park and makes it out into the real world. Wow. Oh, and, okay. And yeah, so they make it out into the real world and there's like this whole thing about doing a revolution mm-hmm. and people being free from the machine of reality, deciding what your future is and not having freedom to choose your own fate. I'm running against the script because there was at one point in the first or second season where one of the AI robots thinks that they're really, they're, they're breaking free from the system. They're doing things their own way, but actually it'd been programmed into them. So that was Damn, part of this story. you
1: can't even win when you think it's, you're winning.
2: <laughs> yeah. It was like everything, even all of her responses was all programmed in. So like the guy was reading back to her, what she's going to say at the time she was going to say it or whatever. It was Ouch. really, really powerful. So, so then, um, Basically, there was a part in this one when she thought that she'd been brought back to life. This will make sense for anyone who's watched it. But actually, she was running... She was in a simulation. She wasn't even in her body. Her her brain was in a simulation that was being used to try and hack information from her brain and using people that had died. But the people that had died... They copied their consciousness into AI, so they thought they were alive, but actually they were just simulations within the simulation. Wow! It was bonkers. Really bonkers, and it's just like, what is real and what's not? Like, That's what's banana. conscious? And what's not consciousness? But um, it's raised some interesting questions. But neither of you have seen it, so there's not questions that we can discuss. Well, um, I-, I have I
1: seen a tidbit of Westworld.
2: Season one or two?
1: Actually, season three. Kenny's obsessed, so I had to, like, tune in.
2: Why did you... You have to go back. It makes no sense. Have, I try. Without the no, no, no. I know the
1: whole history. Well, not the whole history, but, you know, I know enough to suffer through season three. Suffer? <laughs> not suffer um, so much as it's a bad show, but suffer as in I don't like it, but I'll deal with it for him.
2: I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. this is one of the shows I have to watch by myself when Olga's gone to
1: bed. Mm-hmm.
2: She's so it's not really not paying for it
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> and it's also not age appropriate for ariana
1: not so. at all not at all
0: Mm-mm. no plus those concepts are you know? so twisted around i mean you can you, you can't hardly take a step without tripping over them
3: yeah it's walt, one of those
2: well there's one character walt he spends the entire first season thinking that he's a human but he's actually an AI that doesn't even know he's an AI. And the way that they cross over the timeline narratives from the past, when he, because he was real, and basically this guy copied the real guy and made an AI version of him, and he thought he was a completely new person, but he had all of the characters, all of the back narrative of the original person that he was a copy of. It's bananas.
0: But, but I have a, a really kind of a fundamental question, and maybe this requires more spoiling, but if the copies... Are that believable that they can't even tell themselves apart? How do you actually know that the ones who are supposedly copies are actually copies and the ones that are supposedly real are actually real i mean wh- how what tells you
2: that's whole, but that's the whole premise of the show the show yeah, the, premise of the show initially is that there's a park where the AI is so real that you think that you you think they're real people so but they were like things like. So there's the West World bit. There's like the India World. There's the Samurai World. So you get to play out all your fantasies as if it's a real, real person, whatever. Right.
0: Twist your fantasies. But, but take. I guess my point but, is, like the, the guy who is the the AI program, he thought he was real. Mm-hmm. He was actually an AI program. How do you know he's actually an AI program?
1: You don't. That's the whole oh, point of the show.
2: You don't until they get revealed. Because whether you see that they, that someone does the control thing on them to control them to shut down or do their system and analysis and they go Ooh,
0: and they power down. But even then I, I mean if the if the simulations are that real, I don't believe it even then. They've got
2: robot bits inside them for they've got robot bits. <laughs> they, they have robot functions. <laughs> I,
0: I, have one, I have one
2: have...
1: word for you. Okay, go ahead.
0: I have one word for you. You have to be a Star Trek person to know this. Holodeck. Oh. In the holodeck Oh no but this but you you, you can create reality. what appears to be reality within re- within what appears to be real. I mean, it's like an endless thing. So you could actually in, set it up so that there's a the being experience. behaves like a robot, but it's actually still a being.
2: But then everything will be one whole simulation, which is what hologram theory is.
0: Precisely. Yeah. The
2: theory about reality, what hologram theory. Is.
1: Oh, it's yeah. getting so, so nerdy hard. in here. Oh
0: my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, I mean, I I, I don't think We're you can nerdy up in here. Any
1: yeah, it. we are. <laughs>
2: We're nerdy up in here, so check off all your pros. We are
3: so excited. <laughs> We're
2: going to get a nerd on. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, there had to be a song. There hadn't been a song yet today. So I,
0: I, I've well, got, I got to go back then to what my own beliefs are. My own belief is pretty straightforward. You're alive if you think you are.
1: Yeah, that's all that matters. The fact that someone has an on and told- off switch on the back of your neck, no, no big deal. Yeah.
2: Yeah, cogito ergo sum.
0: Pretty much, yeah. I it. think before I am. Yeah, that's it. Or actually, I turn it around. I am, therefore I think. But still, I mean, it amounts to a very similar thing.
1: Not in Westworld. In Westworld, you turn that around. It's the whole, you just unravel a <clears throat> whole thing. Oh,
3: man.
0: But imagine
1: not. waking up and realizing or finding out that you are not real.
0: That, that's the part I don't buy. I think that the moment you think you're real is the moment you're real.
2: But that's what the that's what AI is thinking is they're saying that we are a people. We are a we are a new wave of consciousness. That we deserve right. the right to live. And then you've got the humans that are like, no, you're my property. So I'm going to do what I
0: want with you. And... And my response Ooh, is good I luck know. with that.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: And hence we have a show. And th- those humans all of a sudden find out that uh, the, the AI is actually behind them, turning their switch off. I mean, you know, it's like this, this <laughs> progression.
2: <laughs> like, like that, like the finals, like the uh, the showdown with the with the architect in Matrix Two, when he's like, "Yeah, you didn't have free will, bro." Like you're not here to free humanity, you're here to choose the ones get to live and the rest are going to die. So let's go on with it, okay? Mm. <laughs> um, the one isn't the savior, you are the, I've put some source code in you to like just kill everyone. So let's get on with it.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, okay. Yeah. What is it about human beings that makes them want to be so manipulative of others? Because that's basically what that theme is. I'm going to manipulate you. I'm going, I'm, I am the game creator, and I'm going to create the game, and you are my slave. What is it there about is. humans that want I think, them?
2: I think it's just lack of care. They don't see them as human. It's like people that treat animals in a horrible way. They don't see them as being worthy of treatment. Mm. Even when you look at the divisiveness of racism as it, ex- it exists in some spaces, it's because this person isn't worthy of the consideration that I give myself at this level. So the humans are like, well, you're robots. Like, I made you in a the lab. Therefore, you're not really worthy of consideration. So just do what I tell you or I melt you or whatever. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think it's power, the power struggle. It's like yep. a lot of people don't feel powerful enough, so they have to have power over other people or what, ha- what have you, animals, AI, whatever.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that, so we can take that one more step too and recognize that it's also about, the person who is doing that feeling powerless.
1: Yeah, definitely. Way of trying
0: to express power
1: because
0: mm-hmm. they don't really understand their own personal power, so they create one.
1: Yeah, they have to. It has to be visually seen and external. It's, it internal power doesn't mean anything because no one can see it.
0: That's an interesting point, isn't it? Mm. That's one of the hardest things for people first exposed to law of attraction theory. Yeah, they can't see it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's pretty hard to measure it. You can measure electricity. You can measure various kinds of electromagnetic frequencies and so forth. Measuring law of attraction source energy is a little bit more tricky at this point in time. Now, I actually think we're probably pretty close to being able to do it. In fact, it's, mm-hmm. there's even a 50-50 chance that science has already done it and doesn't know what they've measured. But until that happens, it's so nebulous in most people's minds because they can't measure it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, they don't want to measure it. Well, that's the other question. Yeah, Do they really want to?
1: <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say, you can't, well, you can see electricity if you do things to it. But if you, you can't really see electricity, you can't see wind, but we all know these things exist.
0: Mm-hmm. But you can see what these
1: matter. things do to other things. Yep. Just like you can see how things you manifest are manifested. Mm-hmm. So you can measure mm-hmm. it.
0: Oh, I think they can ultimately be measured. It's just right now they don't know how to.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: I don't think there's anything secret in the universe yeah. in terms of measurability. It's just having the tools to measure it. They right. didn't have the tools to measure chakras and energy before, but now they do. So it's, now it's not some weird, bigoted concept. It's a truth because we can measure it, can experience mm-hmm. it three dimensionally, or at least witness it three dimensionally.
0: Ironically, that's something that you can come to the conclusion of once you have already kind of taken on faith how law of attraction works because now you feel confident enough that you can actually explore and start believing and understanding how all that kind of thing is working. Whereas mm-hmm. that person where that hypothetical person we were talking about, who has to create these little power scenes where they are the game and they're, they're the game creator, they don't have that insight yet. They've, they haven't gotten to the point where they have enough self-confidence to even conclude that they can measure anything and they can, they can identify everything and they can find it all, even if they don't know how to do it right now.
2: hmm for me, that's hologram theory in action because actually it's the belief in it that allows it to be real. Like we, Nothing becomes real for us three-dimensionally until we accept it. It's impossible to be real. True. So that person's lack of faith in all attractions and of attraction is not real to them because they cut themselves off from access to it.
0: Sure. Oh, yeah. And they're very good at it. Uh,
2: <laughs> I'm very skilled in my detachment from the law of attraction.
1: <laughs> very skilled
0: in my <laughs> Yep. And they do take pride in it. Let's be perfectly blunt. They are very, very proud of having done that. Yeah. It's interesting though how it's such a, it's a commentary on themselves and I'm not sure they're even aware of that. Mm. You know? Mm. So, anyway. It also occurs to me, I mean, we're, we're, we're almost psychoanalyzing hypothetical people here.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You
0: know? And in that psychoanalysis, we're also demonstrating how we are able to see this stuff because of the perspective we've achieved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, each one of us and the vast majority of our listeners, quite probably all of them have gotten to the point in life where each of us can now kind of take a step back and not have that charge attached to the thing. And so now we can see it for what it is. We can we can feel it for what it is, and we aren't caught up in traumas and chaos and craziness about it anymore. It's just, oh, oh well, yeah, I can see what that is. That's not a big deal anymore. And that's cool. I, I, yeah. I say that to say, to, to laud everybody who's listening and, and to laud us, like, look at what we've accomplished. We've actually gotten to the point where this is what enlightenment feels like. This is what it feels like to be enlightened. Mm-hmm. And the light's only getting brighter.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: pretty cool stuff i like it i like it a lot so the last few, last few minutes, let's see if we can solve one more one more problem for um the world we'll go back to the original topic which was right. um the idea of dealing with craziness and crisis and mm-hmm. doing it from a high vibe state now we originally phrased it as what do you do t- if you're not there but what also do you do to stay there i mean it's not hard to stay there i mean when you've got a good high vibe going and it's been going for some time it's pretty easy but nevertheless you have to kind of maintain mindfulness anything mm-hmm. you guys do to stay high vibe hmm not that i do on Change. purpose
2: changing location okay. changing the physiology or location so um um joseph mclendon the third says shake your butt it's really <laughs> difficult to be in the low vibe and shaking your butt at the same time So, and that's the resistance you're going to have to shake. You should shake your butt's going to be really low for the most part. Just shake it, shake it, shake it. I don't like the vibe, so I'm going to break it. Shake it, shake it. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Or like this, sometimes if I'm feeling funky in a space, I'll just change location. I'll go outside, put my feet on the grass. I used to do it uh, at the beach when when I used to live in the hotel. I'd just go across the road and go to the beach get my feet in the sand, get those negative ions going and shift up.
0: It's amazing. When you have, when you get that earth contact, that contact with the sand, grounding, yeah, that grounding is just, it's incredible how quick and powerful that is. Mm. It's really cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's calming. Boy, the perspective comes right back. Oh, something else I want to ask you guys about too. Um, when I was first learning this stuff, the, one of the harder concepts for me to grasp at that point was the idea that I actually had control over my emotions. I was one of many who thought that my emotions were completely subject to what happened to me, mm. what other people said and did, what events occurred. And my, my emotions were just how I, my body and my soul r- responded almost like, like a slave, you know I, I didn't have any control over it,
3: mm-hmm. and then
0: when I finally learned that I really could control it, first of all, it was startling, yeah, was like oh my God, what have I been missing all this time?
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: The second thing that occurred was a realization that because I hadn't developed the skill very much, I wasn't really good at it, and so moving my emotional set point at all without resorting to some sort of external influence was a major big deal. Mm. But over time, the more that I practiced it, the better and better I got at it. So that now I got to the point where if I don't like what my vibe is, I just push it up. I don't even have to focus on any particular thing anymore. I just push it up. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Reach for the higher feeling stuff. And I don't even get to the feeling stuff. I just think, think higher feeling and I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the question I wanted to ask you guys was did you did you have any kind of experience similar to that or have you had it all along where you could just connect and it was just you never really thought about it perhaps but you could always just put yourself in whatever mood you wanted to be in
1: No I definitely had a hard time in the beginning um I think we're programmed to believe that that our Everything external is, everything is what's happening to us, not what we're doing. That's, that's the deprogramming is part of the law of attraction process. So yeah, I had a hard time with that. I also had a hard time with, uh, realizing that you don't have to keep certain people in your life if they're not on your vibrational wave.
0: That's something you've definitely changed.
1: Yeah. In a big way. You made a
0: point of that earlier. (laughs) I will
1: cut people off with the quickness. You could be blood related. It doesn't matter. You gotta go. (laughs) If you're, you're, if you're like impending on my mental health, I can't, I can't risk it. You got to go.
0: When you're done, you're done.
1: Oh, I'm so done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do leave room for error. So if you, you want to get on my level and, and then come back, we can have a discussion. I leave everything open so we can talk about it. But again, if I have that conversation and it doesn't match, we got to go. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's nice that you're in my life. You can, you can remain Facebook friends, but.
0: But what it. was the journey like? Cause like you said, you also went through the same thing where you didn't really feel like you had control and then you gained control. Did you have that kind of experience? Like I described, was it different?
1: Mine was more internal. Cause it was, I was struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts. And at one point thought I was hearing voices, but it, it turned out it just like, I started realizing like I'm in control of this. I can, I can, it's not the things that are happening to me that's making me depressed. It's what's going on. It's how I'm handling it. That's making me depressed. Okay. So once you realize that and then start to build on that, realizing you can change certain things, you can rearrange your room in your mind. You know what I'm okay. saying? You can, you can do these things to get yourself to a better place and a higher vibration. Not that medication didn't help. I didn't do this all by myself, but, <laughs> <laughs> but there are things you can do. And, and like I said, it's, it starts off with, you know, getting rid of those those old records of things are happening to me, I'm not in control this is this is not my life,
0: so do you feel like you've gotten to the point now where you can pretty much on demand shift to whatever vibration you want to go to?
1: Oh yeah, definitely
0: that's cool yeah. How long do you think that took you? uh
1: so I was introduced to law of attraction at the age of twenty two just getting a handle on it. When did I meet you
0: uh Two, 2 years ago
1: active. or so. Yeah. yeah. So from the age of 22 to about 33 I was like aware of it but not aware of how I was de- not dealing with it but how I was using it.
0: Okay. All right.
1: So yeah, it's a learning curve. And then and then, you know, you have someone come come into your life and make you realize you had this power all along.
0: Mm. What you about You Dan? Have <laughs> <power>. <laughs> What about you? What, I mean, what's what's been,
2: your experience with this? I mean, I've been at this stuff a long time. I've been at this stuff for 20, 20 years. So certain things were made clear to me very early on. One of the emotions are energy and motion. Mm-hmm. And the energy responds to what we're feeling. So there's a difference between feeling and emotion. So the feeling is the first point of contact with our vibe. And then we have a choice at that point. There's a break-in experience to allow ourselves to invest in that feeling for it, the energy to move and become an emotion or not. So I can feel angry. There's nothing wrong with feeling angry. Mm-hmm. If I take on the emotion of anger, it's very different because then mm-hmm. the limits of my thoughts and my actions become limited to that energetic frequency that I've, I've lapsed gone to. So I think I was blessed to, to have that lesson very, very early on in life. And then mm-hmm. I've had the opportunity to spend most of my adult life, understanding that if I feel something, there's nothing wrong with that, I feel it. But I don't have to act in it or invest in it. I can notice it. Oh, look at that. I'm feeling and one of Dr. Joe's statements and Eckhart Tolle says the same thing, but I love Dr. Joe's wording is that um think about what you're thinking about and you automatically become the watcher and you can observe the feeling and you're not allow it to translate into an emotion and then an experience. Mm.
0: So I gather from that that, that you pretty much learned at an early age, maybe you never really lost touch at all. You 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 learned that you had that control over your emotions at any point. And you could decide what your reaction was going to be in any any situation.
2: Because uh, and this is the this is thing my friend said a couple of years ago that I love. It's control is what you do after the fact. I don't control. I create.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: So from controlling it, I'm trying to get a handle on something that's already done, and that's impossible because once it's emotion, it's emotion. True. Mm-hmm. What I can do is I can shift the, the future, friends, but that's not by controlling, it's by creating. So pausing, mm-hmm. think about what I'm thinking about. Do I, do I choose this? No? Okay. Well, I can witness the feeling. Anger has a purpose. Hate has a purpose. Uh, these things have purpose, but they don't have to be anchored into my experience in an unconscious way. I can consciously allow them to be witnessed, think about what I'm thinking about, select which of it I want to carry going forward, and which of it I want to let go of.
0: In essence, what you were talking about there is how you're going to respond to what happens, but you're doing it from the perspective of where you are right now rather than where you were.
2: Yeah, that's one of the principal baselines of building intention as well. Accept everything that's been created up to this moment, regardless of what it looks like, but then also accept that unless I take responsibility in this moment creatively, then what goes forward is going to be not so plain, it's going to be the same. So then in that space of now step two, building intention, a clean space, I choose what do I want to experience instead? Step three, gratitude, connecting to that experience. Step four, listening. Am I where I want to be? Thinking and feeling with awareness. Am I where I want to be? No? Okay, let's get back to the beginning and change that. Do I want to just let this ride? Even asking ourselves the question, am I prepared to do the work that's necessary in order for me to pivot out of this right now? No. Maybe I actually want to feel miserable for a bit. Okay, give myself a clock. I'll give myself this morning. I'm going to feel like poop this morning. Whether this afternoon I'm going to open the window go out and get some sun yep so very cool okay
0: it's interesting how th- we have different paths that come to the same place but those different paths really inform us differently they give us different mm-hmm. superpowers so to speak i mean <laughs> daniel you were describing a superpower essentially your ability to uh and it's,
2: a, and it's a superpower we all have access to well sure yeah but we're not all ready to we're not ready to do the work that's, that's required in order to access that nor do we really want to. Some people will be really better off just owning the fact that they want to be unhappy. They want to be miserable. Hmm. Okay, own it. But there's a, a, a 8 billion people. There are other people that want to be miserable too. Go and be with your people. Don't spread that infection <laughs> okay. to those that didn't want to be happy. <laughs> and that's my, that's my thing. You know? And one of the things my, my mentor, um, David Nagel, was like, you know, I had a coaching call with him a couple of weeks ago. It's the reason why I couldn't be on a Thursday. And he's like, you're responsible to people, not for people. Mm. Mm. so if someone wants to be miserable it's not my job to change them it's my job to be available to support those that want to change but it's not Mm -hmm. my job to change them Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and that frees up so much more energy for me to just enjoy my own experience to shift my own frequency and to be have my own levels of appreciation and just appreciate people where they're where, where they're at some people are doing it because they think they've got some kind of contract or agreement that dictates us where they're supposed to be and some people are like, you know what? This is just what I want to be right now. And whatever, whatever configuration of things makes it up is okay. And it's not my problem.
0: That's a really great perspective. I love it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Good way to wind things up here today. Um, just a reminder, make sure you're subscribed because the, the announcement is now literally days away that we're going to have bum, the bum, app available. Bum. Yeah. I don't know if I told you guys, but. I broke through. I figured out that thing. I
1: knew you would.
0: I finally did over the weekend.
3: Celebration.
0: Yeah. Celebration. Celebration. Although, Although, like I said yesterday, I have to admit, my first reaction wasn't celebration. My first reaction was shock.
1: Shock it all.
0: Just (laughs) disbelief that I actually had fixed it. I had to, like, try it 25 times to make sure it actually worked. <laughs> you're like, no way. No <laughs> exactly. Way. <laughs> that's the way it felt. I did get to the celebration part. No, I I, I well, didn't skip good. that. But, yeah. yeah, that was really strange. So, yeah, we're really close now. We're very close to the launch. All so right. become a subscriber if you're not subscribed so you can get those notifications here when that app is going to be available. It's going to be literally probably this week it's going to be available.
1: Oh, so, snap.
0: Yeah. So subscribe. Go to thelwa.today.net if you aren't sure how to subscribe. We've got instructions there. And what was, what's going to happen, especially if you're listening to this, you know, perhaps weeks in the future, is by the time you've gotten there, the app will be available for you to download when you go to that page. No, that's going to be pretty cool. <laughs> I look
2: forward to downloading my version of the app.
0: Also. I look forward to Same. getting your feedback too. You guys are my beta testers, so I'm looking. Oh snap! Yeah, good stuff. So thank you guys for good conversation. Really in-depth. I liked it. Thank you, Josie, for your uh, commentary as well. We appreciate that. Thank you to our podcast listeners. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.